Well, thank you guys so much for, for being a part of that. And um, if you don't know my kids, uh, after service, they'll be running around and you can greet them and say hello. Um, awesome. So today, uh, our message is entitled Led by the Spirit. I'm just going to pray real quick. So Father God, I just thank you so much, Lord, for all your gifts. God, I thank you for children. God, I thank you for today, Lord. God, I thank you that even though it's a rainy day, God, we can get up and we can praise you and worship you. God, and as we look at the scriptures today and talk about being led by your spirit, God, I pray that we have a better understanding of who your Holy Spirit is, why he's so vital and important in our lives, Lord God. And I pray that we would all make a decision today uh, to yield ourselves over to your will and your plan, God. And we just ask you would move in a mighty, powerful way in this service today. God, in your holy, precious name, Jesus, amen. Sweet. So if you guys have been around the last couple weeks, it was like three weeks ago, we celebrated Easter, right? Resurrection Sunday it was awesome. Then we had a baptism. Some of you guys got dunked. Some of you guys got wet. All right, right here, we had a, a little baptismal. And then last week, Greg talked about baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to pick off on that uh, right up where he left off, being led by the Spirit. Now, this is an awesome verse. For all those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And we're going to find out why that is such an important thing uh, for us today. All right, so uh, just real quick. I don't know if that's that going to play. Uh, nope. All right. It's all right. It was just a reminder that we talked about baptism. I had a cool little video for you, but don't worry. We'll get right into the message. All right. Now, this is where Greg, I think he even quoted this, this verse last week, but this verse really blows my mind. Okay. Now, Jesus was down here on earth around 2,000 years ago. The disciples walked with him, and I don't think there could be a more amazing person to be with than Jesus. I mean, just think about it for a few minutes, all right? You're there, you're walking with Jesus. This dude is brilliant. He's God. I mean, any question in the world you ever wanted to ask, bam, right there, buddy, all right? How many of you guys have questions you want to ask God? Oh, yeah, I got tons, all right? So many questions, right? Jesus is there, right? And not only that, not only can you ask him questions, He's the son of God, but he's doing miracles all over the place. There's people who are lame, never walked before. Jesus is like, bam, in the name of me, all right? And he stands up and he walked, okay? All right? It was amazing. Uh, Blind people seeing for the first time. People who have leprosy. I mean, nothing that Jesus faced in life, he didn't overcome. He didn't help people. Everywhere he went, he was helping people. I mean, too, I mean, I I don't know how people made up, but I bet you this guy was full of joy, you know, super fun to be around. I wonder if he was a prankster. I don't know, you know. Um, but I would have loved to have been there walking around with Jesus. Amazing, all right? And the thing is that he loved you. He loved every single person he was at. You know, every single person he met. Because why? Because really, we're his kids. He created us. That's, that's amazing. I mean, imagine being around somebody who loves you, like maybe even more than your mom. That's super hard to believe, all right? But so cool. But now here's the deal. Jesus announces... To his disciples, he said, I'm out. I'm leaving in a little bit. Like, what? No, you can't go. No, 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 no. No, that's not a good plan, Jesus. And now Jesus is saying, no, it's better that I go. Actually, in fact, it's best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I don't go away, then I will, um, sorry, then I will send him to you. So listen, this is crazy. What could be better than Jesus? You being with Jesus. But Jesus is saying, no, it's better that I go. So we're going to look at that today because I think this is a pretty tall order, all right? Who's better than Jesus, all right? 
All right, let's keep going. All right, now, I really want you guys to pay attention today. I'm going to tell you, if you guys get this concept, get this principle, because this principle is a foundational principle that all of us Christians, all of us believers need to really have as part of our lives. And if we apply this, it's going to totally just change everything. Now, so who is this guy? Who is this Holy Spirit, right? Now, the Holy Spirit really form, he really has two main functions uh, in helping us here on earth. Now, the first one, he molds us and shapes us into the image of the Lord. Now, I know for some of you, maybe like me, that's a tall order, okay? All right, there's so many ways in which I am not like Jesus, even though I'm trying to be like him every day, but he's constantly molding us and shaping us, our attitudes, all right? The way we think, the way we act, the way we treat other people. And not only that, he is equipping us and empowering us to do the work of God. Okay, to be just like Jesus. Jesus did a lot of amazing things here on earth, and he wants us to do a lot of amazing things too. Now, to break that down even further, all right, this is where it really kind of gets exciting, all right? Now, we talked about being more like God. He also does something which isn't super fun, but we're going to look at that in just a second. He convicts us when we do something uh, stupid, we're a knucklehead, all right? He definitely does. But he also, he's our helper, he's our teacher. He empowers us, again, to be his witness, and he guides us. So let's start looking at these real quick. Now, also, this walk with the Lord, it's supposed to, it's all supposed to be relational, all right? So many people, man, they think, oh, man, God's so crazy. He's so far away. He's so, like, up there. No, like, he is right here. When we accept him, he's right here with us, walking with us. So, first thing, in 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, And the Lord who is spirit, he makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Now, when I think about this, man, I think about a sculptor sculpting some amazing, beautiful statue. And to be in the image of God, uh, a lot of us, man, there's so much inside of us that doesn't really line up or represent Jesus. Even though so many many times we're trying, we're trying to, you know, love everybody. We're trying to be, you know, loving to our wives, uh, loving to our coworkers, our friends, even our kids when they're waking us up, you know, at 3 a.m. in the morning and they're screaming. All right, sometimes it gets difficult, right? But God is constantly, the Holy Spirit is actually there to work on us, really, and to change us so that we not only see God, other people the way God sees it, but we see life the way God sees it. Because our human perspective, man, we, is so narrow, so, so microscopic compared to God, the way God sees everything. Um, and he's constantly doing that. He's constantly working and trying to improve us. Another thing is, uh, he convicts us when we sin. Uh, and then... Uh, <laughs> and when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and God of righteousness and the coming of his judgment. Now, this is, I put the, threw this up there because my mom is here, all right? And I know when I was a kid, sometimes she goes and tells this story uh, that when I was a little kid, man, I got into a Vaseline jar and I turned my little brother into looking like that kid, all right? So from a very young age, all right, we are little terrors, Okay. Um, I know I was, I guarantee you, if you spend around time around my kids, all right, they're just young, but man, they, they cause trouble. Man, sometimes they get a hold of a marker, oh dear Lord, all right, that is trouble, okay? 
Uh, they're just always doing things like fighting, whatever it is. They run outside. They cause a mess. All right, we're, we're trying not to scream at them constantly. All right, and I'm sure God is trying not to scream at us constantly. But God convicts us all the time. How many of you guys know you guys do something stupid and right away, like in your spirit, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't good, you know. Or you're reading scripture, right, and all of a sudden you read a verse and the Holy Spirit's like, bam, buddy, this is what you're going to be working on right now. Yeah, yeah, you're messing up in this area. Yeah, that happens to me too, all right. The Holy Spirit is constantly convicting us and working us. Why does he do that? Because he knows when we sin and mess up, it just doesn't affect us. It affects everybody around us, right. You know, we like to think, oh, man, we're this little island. We're not connected. no. Man, if I mess up, if I do something stupid, right, you know, as a dad, as a parent, as, as a husband, a lot of things I do, they affect my kids, they affect my wife, they affect my relationships, they affect my job, they affect everything that we do has a ripple effect. And that's why the Holy Spirit knows when we do something dumb, when we do something stupid, it hurts other people. And it's sad, but you look at the world around us, there's so many people that screwed up or this world screwed up. Why? Because of us. All right, we totally need more of the Holy Spirit, 100%. All right, we got to keep going, guys. All right, now, next thing. All right, uh, in John uh, 14, 26, it says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, the Holy Spirit, he will teach us everything. He'll teach you everything. And he will remind you of everything that I have told you. Okay, now, this should blow your mind, all right? You have God as your teacher, okay? And he does. He knows everything. Just think about that for a second. You got a question, who should you ask? God. I don't know how many times I was like, dear God, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm going to do. Help me, help me, help me, all right? And he's awesome. He does. He helps you. There's so many times that where we need wisdom. And in James 1.5, it says, hey, if you lack wisdom in one area, Ask God who's going to give it to you generously. And hey, don't doubt. Don't be like, you know, a, a wave tossed to and fro. Actually know that when you ask God for wisdom and you ask God for help, that he's going to be there and he's going to help you. The thing is, he already knows what you're going to ask before you ask him. And I got a couple of stories coming for you, buddy. All right. Because God helps me a lot. All right. Now, you got to keep moving, right? So Acts 1.8. All right. This is talking about God being a witness. Okay, now, we live, again, in New Hampshire. I know this is said over and over and over again, all right? But hey, we're the least church state in the, in the whole nation. Out of 50 states, we're like at the bottom. That is not cool, okay? So us as the church, we really need to step up our game. We need to allow him to come upon us in power and strength, all right? And be a bold witness for him. I know it's intimidating, all right? We live in the Northeast. People don't like to talk about God. They don't like to talk about his love. I don't know. They're crazy. They're cold, all right? All right? The, the winter's too long here, all right? But they need Jesus, okay? And we need to be that light. We need that strength and that power. You know what? The disciples, when they went out and they were preaching the word of God, okay, they went and they got beat up a few times, okay? And what did they do? They went, God, we need you to fill us in the power again. We're discouraged, man. These guys, like, tried to chew us out. They said, don't talk about Jesus, okay? All right? But no, okay, you can't give up. You need the power of God all the time. And people don't realize it, but they're hurting and they're broken. And when they come and see you, somebody who's a Christian, who has that love, who has that joy, who has that peace, you need that boldness to be able to speak out. All right? Now, 
He also does this. He equips us with gifts to do his work. This is amazing, all right? And I can't, I don't have enough time to go into all the gifts today. Maybe, maybe, Ed, maybe one day you can go and talk about all the gifts, right? There's a lot of gifts that the Holy Spirit equips us with, and I'm just going to mention a few, all right? One of the gifts, if you ever get, I'm Chris Daigle, man, we are glad to have you and Elise here, all right? And the cool thing is I got to hear uh, Chris's testimony about how he got saved in the last couple weeks. And what's awesome about that story is the day that he got saved, somebody gave him a word, a word from the Lord. They, they, they called him right out where he was at. There he is, all right? Called him right out, all right? And say, listen, buddy, all right? And, and God spoke to him. But I want you to think about this. The Holy Spirit, God knows exactly what you're going through at every minute, every time. He knows what you're worrying about. He knows what you need prayer for. He knows what you're excited about. He knows like, man, if you need a job, if you need money, if you need a girlfriend, just kidding. All right. He knows. Okay. He knows all these things. All right. And we should be asked the Lord. But sometimes God is going to put something on your heart and he's going to read somebody's mail. He's going to be like, man, see that lady over there? She's struggling right now. She just had her husband die. She'll blah, blah, blah. Or she needs money or blah, blah. You know what I mean? He's going to tell you things. He's going to put it on your heart. And he's going to say, hey, I want you to go up to her and I want you to give her a word of encouragement. Oh, here. Or I want you to go up there and I want you to encourage her with this scripture verse. Or maybe he puts it on your heart. Hey, this person needs money. Man, they have like a $100 electric bill. You don't know that, but they need $100. Hey, can you go and give this person $100? And bam, that's how God works. Because he knows, he knows what other people are dealing with. He knows when they're hurt, when they're sad, when they need a comforter. And guess who God is going to use to help other people out? You. Do you realize that every single person in here is called the full-time ministry? Every person. Okay, you don't look at Ed or Greg or any of those people up there and be like, oh yeah, they're the minister, it's their job. No, they're just the coaches, buddy. All right? They're to get you ready for the work that you're supposed to do. All right? All right? And I was a coach, man. Sometimes some kids need a lot of work to get in shape, to play in the game, to do, you know, awesome things. All right? But they will, and we can too. Okay? All right, we'll keep going. All right, now, next, okay? How many of you guys have ever been in, like, had to take a test when you were a kid? All right, everybody, right? Yes. Okay, now this is another amazing thing about the Holy Spirit, okay? In John 16, 13 through 15, Jesus says, When the Holy Spirit, sorry, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring uh, me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. All right, now I just want you to think about this too. Again, I'm going to go back to this. Every day it's like a test, right? We all got to get things to do. Guess who has answers to all the questions on the test? God does. All right? It's like cheating. You get to cheat every single time. It's awesome. I was a teacher. All right? My kids said cheat. Oh, man, they, that was bad. Okay? I got sent to the principal's office. Got an F. All right? It was not good. All right? But listen, you get to cheat. All right? You get to go to the Holy Spirit. God, what do I do in this situation? I don't know. All right, I'm a married person. There's sometimes my wife, I'm just like, dude, I don't know. She's like not having a good day. God, help me. All right? Help me to say the right thing. Help me to do the right thing. The kids are crying. The dogs, oh, they just made a mess. Okay? And the other kids started crying and they're fighting. Oh my gosh, God, help me. Okay? I don't know. Sorry, that was just me. Okay? But... God knows. He knows. He knows what we need. He's got all the answers. We're knuckleheads for trying to do life on our own. All right? Now, just remember that guy looking, okay? Now, 
how do you hear God's voice? Man, the Bible's super clear. It says, my sheep know my voice in John 10, 27. At the moment of salvation, even before you were saved, it was the Holy Spirit that was working on you, drawing you. He's the one that uh, lifts up the veil where you can truly know and see Jesus for who he truly is. He wasn't just some guy who was born 2,000 years ago. No, this was the Son of God, born of a virgin, died on the cross. He went up there for you. He took those stripes for you. I don't know if you've ever seen Passion of the Christ, right? But that movie is gory. Okay, Jesus took all that beating that went because he loves you, because he wants that relationship with you. Sorry, I got to keep going with my notes. All right, so um, the other thing is, you know, his word. Everything that we see the Holy Spirit doing will line up with his word. Some people get scared of the Holy Spirit, like, oh man, that's weird. No, God's not weird. People are weird. Okay? Don't make God weird. Okay? People get weird out. Oh, man, is the Holy Spirit moving? Yes, he's moving. Okay? Move with him. Don't, like, get out of line. Go, ah, okay? Don't do that. All right? God's not weird. But the fact is that God is a supernatural God. And we should see God move in a supernatural way in our lives. When we yield to the Holy Spirit, when we let him do his work, we will see God move in crazy, awesome ways. And I'm about to get into some cool stories. All right? Because you are a Christian. All right? Listen, if, it's, if Christianity is just something we believe, it's just a philosophy without the supernatural. All right? Everybody should be experiencing a real touch from God. You shouldn't just be experiencing church. And not only that, the Word of God, man, it's powerful. It's a double-edged sword. It's active. It's alive. If you just go and just say, man, all I'm going to do is like have the Word without God, you're going to be dry as toast. That's not how God created Christianity to be. The Word and God work and move together. And that's exciting when it happens. You're putting actions to the words. All right? So, keep going here. All right? Oh, wait. Did I miss something? Oh, still small voice. Yes. Everybody can hear that voice. You know what I mean? Somebody's like, man, I don't know. I don't know. Man, my, my philosophy on this is, man, when you want to hear the word of God, just start praying and ask God to speak to you. And it might be something like super small that he's talking to you about. Like, hey, like you just made a mess. Clean it up, buddy. All right? All right? It might be something little. Or you're reading through scripture and God's going to highlight a verse to you. All right? And take it and meditate on it. Because maybe that verse isn't just for you. Maybe it's for something else. I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but you've read scripture. All right? And sometimes, man, this is, this is exactly what I needed today. It's exactly what I need to hear for encouragement. Or... You read scripture and you're like, oh my gosh, my friend Jan, man, she's going through this. I need to call up, I need to text her this message, all right? And it helps her out. God's going to speak to you constantly. He's constantly moving, all right? Now, next thing. Oh, oh, we're going too far. All right, here we go. Now, which one are you? All right, man, when you're working and moving with the Spirit, and I, I, was, I was trying to get my, my uh, sister-in-law over there to let me borrow her... Um, her surfboard, all right? But, because they're, they're surfers, they're, they're cooler than me, okay? Um, but I, I didn't get it. So anyways, I failed on that. But, man, sometimes I've, I've heard an analogy like this. I don't know if you've ever been surfing. I personally haven't. I've only done boogie boarding. Again, I told you I'm not as cool, all right? The water in New Hampshire is a little cold, all right? I don't really like going in it. But, all right, when you ever seen somebody surf, like, what do they do? They go out there and they paddle out into the middle of the ocean and then they wait, 
They wait till a wave comes. And when they catch that wave, man, it's crazy, all right? If they can stand up, it's really awesome, all right? But if you've ever seen somebody ride a wave, it's amazing. How much work are they doing when they're riding that wave? Not, 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 not that much work, right? All right? They're basically just riding that wave, that power uh, of that wave. Now, some of you guys, and, and you know, this has been me too, all right, we feel more like life is like paddling upstream. It's hard. It's difficult, all right? You know, life can be difficult sometimes. But when we move in the Spirit, we work in the Spirit, it's awesome. A lot of times God goes before us. Now, here's, my, here, here's one of the first stories, right? Yesterday, or, okay, on Friday, I had three triaxles of dirt delivered to my house. We built a house. My yard is a mud pit, okay? It's not cool because, again, I told you, uh, dogs run around, kids run around. They come in. They bring dirt everywhere. It's nuts, all right? We're trying to get a lawn in, all right? Three triaxles of dirt is a lot, okay? So I go out there with a shovel and a wheelbarrow Saturday morning. I think it's going to rain. It doesn't rain. I'm like, yes, I can get some a little bit done, all right? Now, these piles are huge, all right? Little wheelbarrow, little shovel, buddy. I'm going to do this. It's going to take me a long time. All right? So here's the deal. Here's my prayer. God, 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 this is going to take forever. And don't mind, I love being outside. I'm not complaining. Okay, I'm not complaining. But God, help me get more done than I could ever get done on my own. It's humanly possible. Lord, help me. God, help me do this, all right? Because uh, I got so much to do. There's kids. If, the more time away from Aria, the more the kids go crazy. All right? It's just harder in life. All right? So help me. So all of a sudden, I'm doing, I'm out there for like an hour. Then my dad shows up in his truck. He comes with the wheelbarrow, helps me dump a few loads. Cool. Thank you, God. That was awesome. But I'm out there for another hour, just doing my thing. Then all of a sudden, my neighbor walks over and he's, he had just put in his lawn and he comes just talking to him, just like, hey, this looks familiar. He's like, hey, you know, I just got a new tractor, didn't you? With a big bucket on it. Do you want me to come over and help you do this? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I want you to come. I've been doing this for hours, man. This is awesome. So listen, within two hours, my whole front yard was done. I was like, dude, God, thank you. Now, you might say, Kevin, that's just a coincidence, all right? Listen, I haven't had any neighbors ever come over and volunteer to help me do anything yet. I haven't been there that long, all right? But what was my prayer? God, help me do more today than would be humanly possible on my own. And what happened? The dude brings a tractor over, all right? That was awesome, all right? I'm giving credit to God, okay? Why? Because I know, I've seen God work and move in my life, and I know that he does this stuff constantly. All right, now, what's one of the biggest deals with this? We need to understand, again, that the Holy Spirit, He is God. He is working. He's moving. He knows everything. All right? And what is that? What, is it, what are more stories about looking? Like, I just want to get, to the, get over the point that it's super important that we yield every area of our lives over to God. We yield it over to Him. And what could that look like at church? I'm going to give you a quick, quick stories here. When I was a teenager, one of, one of, that could look like this. All right? um, I walked into a church service, and uh, my, my youth pastor, he was having his first baby. He wasn't there. There was a kid in the back row. Um, and my heart just broke for me. Ever been around somebody, and you just see them, and your heart just breaks? You know something's wrong. You know something's off. All right? My heart just broke for me. And I made this simple prayer. God, I don't know what we can do, but... How can we show this young man the love of God? 
How can I show him how much you love him? I made that simple prayer. All of a sudden, I was sitting in the back of service. My two uh, best friends were preaching uh, a message about living on the fence. All right? And all of a sudden, I don't know what it was, but I just got downloads. I feel like God just can't give me verse after verse, thing after thing. I kept writing it down furiously. Went up to a youth leader and said, hey, I think God's saying this. If you're going to give an altar call, you're going to say something after church. Here, why don't you say this? The lady looks at me and says, man, if God's speaking to you, you go up there and you say it. I got scared, okay? I didn't want to go up there. I was just back from, from college break, my first time back. I was trying to say hi to everyone, all right? So anyways, they looked at me. They, they end service, and everybody started staring at me. I'm like, dude, like, what am I going to do? Anyways, I put down the cards, and I said, God, if you want to do something, if you want to say something to this kid, all right, then you say it. The long story short is this kid had just stood up. He was talking about living on the fence. He was talking about young people that had just passed away recently. Uh, lo and behold, his best friend was in a boat with him. He was drunk, fell overboard, drowned that same, like within a week. All right. So he got up and my friend was telling that story. He's like, hey, if you want to know that story, that was my best friend. I'll tell you that story. So everyone kind of freaked out. But anyways, I went up there. I said, God, if you want to minister to this kid, if you want to say something, say it. I kid you not. I walk up to the front and I just started speaking. I'm going to tell you, it was an amazing experience. It honestly felt like I was on fire when up there. The Holy Spirit saw this young person, where he was at, broken, best friend, just died, didn't know, you know, about salvation, didn't know about Jesus, was invited by a friend. And all of a sudden, I just started speaking, and I knew it was me, I knew it was my voice, but it was almost like the Holy Spirit just took over. I felt like I was on fire. I felt like somebody was pouring something over the back of my head, and bam, it was like watching somebody, it was like out of person, you know, on TV, like a televangelist from the South. They just went boom. It was crazy, all right? And I don't even know, I didn't even ask the person to come up. All of a sudden, I see him stand up from the back, and he just started to walk to the front. He's like, I want what you were telling me. I want to know this Jesus. He got saved that day, bought him a Bible a couple weeks later, didn't see him for a while, met him once or twice, you know, to say hi to him. And then years later, this is like four or five years later, I'm in Texas planting a church at the airport, and who do I run into? This guy. I'm like, what are you doing here, buddy? He's like, I remember that Bible you gave me. I'm like, yeah. He's like, man, I just moved, to, I'm moving down here to Oklahoma and we're gonna, uh, I'm gonna be a youth pastor. We're gonna plant a church. Wow. Like God moved in that kid's life. All right, I'm taking way too long with these stories. All right, at work, okay. All right, another story. This kid, Eric, you know, first day of school. He's like, man, I'm not doing any work for you, buddy. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna be one of those kids. All right, I'm not gonna use any more words. All right, and my heart just broke him. I knew something was hurt and broken in him. So I would pray for him all the time. See him walking up to the main building. Praying for him. God at that moment says, hey, go befriend him now. I'm like, dude, how do I befriend a guy? Doesn't he want to talk to me? All right? Food. Okay? So I invite him to dinner. All right? They're doing some special thing at the school. Sit down with him. He tells me a story about how two or three years before that, um, his mom was a, uh, ran a hair salon, came in. Some guy robbed the store, killed his mom. All right? Devout Catholic. Super sad. But that's where all the hurt and the, the brokenness came from. He looked at me and says, Mr. J, that's what they call me. You're a Christian. You know Jesus. I know that my mom is in heaven because she loves Jesus. Will you show me how to get there? All right? And that started an amazing friendship with that guy, all right, who accepted the Lord. Other thing, all right, for a little while before I started Rise Up Staffing, won't go in the story, I had to do Uber and Lyft to make money. All right, here's the cool thing. You ever want to do something cool? Come an Uber Lyft driver and drive. And before someone gets in the car, you're like, 
Holy Spirit, you come and you fill this place with your presence, all right? If you want me to speak to somebody, you want me to pray for somebody, let's do it, all right? I would do that all the time. I kid you not, I know how many people would leave my car crying and bawling their eyes out because they just had a moment with Jesus, all right? They are locked in a metal box with you for like a half an hour, buddy. All right, they can't go anywhere, all right? They got your full attention. And a lot of times God would just move. Like I wouldn't know, I would just look, I just ask them questions, all right? And as soon as they left that door open to me talking about Jesus, all right, we were going there, all right? It was pretty cool. All right, now, driving to work, all right, I remember on that time, one of my friends was telling me, they're like, Kevin, I got to tell you this story. I was driving to work the other day, and all of a sudden, it's, it was in Texas, it was foggy out, and I heard this still small voice, slow down, stop, all right? All of a sudden, and this lady stops, but she keeps going ahead 100 yards in front of her, a little bit more than that, like 50 car pile up because the fog got so bad, people couldn't see and there was an accident. The Holy Spirit's there also to guide you and protect you, right? All right? And his word, right? I don't know how many of you guys have ever been in a prayer meeting, okay? Uh, and I love when we're in prayer meetings with, with our staff, right? Whether it's worshiping God. A lot of times, like, I'll sit there and I'll pray and I'll feel like, man, I feel like the Lord's saying something to me. And you know how many times, like, you know how I know it's the Lord? I know it's the Lord because other people start hearing the exact same thing that I'm hearing. Sometimes it gets super annoying because I'll be up there and like we're praying and people are getting up to pray. And all of a sudden I'm about ready to stand up to pray something. The person next to me, I mean, it's happened a lot. Like they'll stand up and they'll pray the exact same thing I was about. Like they, 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 I was going to pray. They like, stole my answer. I'm sorry. I know it's a fleshly thing. I just get annoyed. I'm like, oh man, that's awesome, Jesus. Thank you that you're working and moving. All right. But that person stole my answer, your answer. All right. Forgive me for that thought. All right. All right. Keep moving here. Okay. Now. Why else do we need the power of the Holy Spirit? All right, first off, you guys know this verse, if you've been in church for any, number, or any period of time, that uh, the devil prowls around like a, a roaring lion. And some people are like, oh man, he doesn't have teeth, you know, don't worry about him. No, like if you're not a Christian, the devil is out to kill, steal, and destroy you. Ruin your relationships, do whatever he can to mess you up. All right? He'll try to get you addicted, you know, to whatever he can, whether it's pornography, drugs, alcohol. He wants to take everything he possibly can from you. It's, 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 it's horrible. When I started Rise Up Staffing, that's an organization that helped people that were homeless or addicts. You hear their story. You hear what they've been through. It's horrible. Their, their family situation, their relationships, it's awful. This is a product of Satan and what he wants to do. You really got to think about the devil, man. He's worse than the Nazis in World War II. He wants to uh, make you complacent, depressed, angry, sick. He wants to take your uh, focus and attention away from the Lord, lead you in, in a way where you're entangled with any type of sin, especially those that are addictive. Because he knows when he can get you addicted to something bad, that he has, he has you. He has control over you. <clears throat> all right? We also not only deal with that. We deal with our own flesh. Our own flesh. Galatians 5, 17. But it says, hey, if we walk by the Spirit, we overcome the desires of our flesh. All right? Our flesh wants to do some messed up things. All right? All the time. So by living by the Spirit, we can overcome even ourselves. We also battle against powers and principalities. There's always a spiritual warfare going on for people's souls. If we're not led by the Spirit, if we're not engaged with Him, He's going to win every time. That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. All right? So here, we're going to start to wrap up. Now, here's my question to you. What are you led by? Are you led by your own desires? 
It's a good one, Chris. He came up right in time, queued up. All right. Are you led by your own desires? Are you led by fear, hurt, pain? One of the things that we were talking in staff the other day is so many people, man, we've been hurt by someone in the past, right? And because of that hurt, we're not allowed, to, we don't allow ourselves to go any further. It becomes like a roadblock in us. Or we're just trying to do things in our own strength. Or we base our decisions off of emotions. Sometimes even trying to do things out of logic isn't really the best because we think we're smart. But really, who knows more than we know? God does. So my whole point of this message is really twofold. It's really to say, hey, congregation as a church, what if, what if we all really learn to be led by the Spirit? What if we all, every day, we wake up and say, God, help me. God, mold me. God, shape me to be more like you. Help me to be a better husband. Help me to be a better dad. This anger that I deal with, help me with that. This pride that I struggle with, help me with that. This addiction that I have, God, break that off of me. Help me to be, live by the, the Spirit and not by the flesh. Because we try to do things on our own strength, life is already hard enough. But we have a helper, a guide, an advocate, a counselor. He's there. He's there. And when we become a Christian, he is there in us. But we need to yield to him. So which one are you? And, and maybe you're here today and you've never accepted the Lord as your personal Savior. And I'm going to tell you, the, flat, the bottom line is this. You know, the, the scripture is very clear. You're only getting to heaven if you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. He paved the way. You can't be a good enough person. That's not how it works. You can't do enough good things to earn salvation. If that were the case, then God wouldn't have needed, Jesus wouldn't have needed to die on the cross. It's a simple choice because when you live for him, you're, you're choosing to live the best way, to live loving God and loving everybody else around you. So my first question is, if you're here today and you've never made that decision to live for the Lord, today's your day. And if we have our prayer partners, if you guys want to come up and if you want to be prayed for, if you want to pray that message of salvation, this altar, that's what it's here for. It's here for that very thing, to lay your life down and start living it for the Lord. So if you're a prayer person, if you're on the prayer team, if you want to come up and just stand up here. So I'm going to give the altar call in just a second. Um, and and both, you, both these groups can come up at once. The second is this. And this really is everybody. I'm hoping that every person says yes to this today. I want you to know, man, when you live by the Spirit, you live in a way where God is leading, guiding, and directing you. And it's, it's a constant decision that you have to make daily. You can't be like one day, yeah, I made that decision, man. But it, your flesh, everything is around you. It, it changes so much. We're, we're so easily distracted, so easily get off on the wrong turn. It's a decision that we have to make up every day and say, God, I'm going to live for you. Holy Spirit, you know, when somebody goes to catch a wave on a surfboard, all right, they have to go out there and wait for the wave to come. Right? When you're praying, a lot of times you're praying, but you're going to wait for the Lord, for Him to come, and Him to start leading God and direct you, and for Him to come and start doing things, going before you. So many times in the Old Testament, 
the king of Israel would go out to war, go out to battle. And those people, if you look at, I mean, it's story after story after story. The ones who were successful were the ones who asked God's strategy. God, should I go out to battle? How should I fight? Sometimes they would go out there and God's like, I got this. Bro. You, you asked me to fight for you? I'm going to wipe out your enemy. You don't even have to lift a finger. You know? And God will do that for you too. So if everybody would bow their heads and close their eyes. And again, first, if you're here and you want to accept the Lord as your personal Savior, you know, everybody shouldn't be looking around. But if you want to come up and you want to ask God into your life, today's the day. Do it. Don't let another day go by. So I'm just going to give you a quick second. If that's you and you want to come up here and if you want to accept the Lord, this is your time right now. And please pray with one of these people up here. The second is this. If you're here and you're saying, man, <laughs> I need to be led by the Spirit more. I need to yield every area of my life over to you, God. My finances, my marriage, my, my job, all right? Th these, these things that, that, that I struggle with, God, I need to give them over to you. Today is that day. Today's that is this day, right? But it's not only for today, it's for tomorrow, it's for the next day. It's a lifestyle. This prayer that you're praying, this thing, I want it to become part of your DNA, part of your everyday life. It only takes a second to pray that prayer to say, God, help me. God, I have this huge task. God, my, my marriage, you know, is struggling right now. I need you to help me to love my wife, my, my husband more. God, I need you to help me be a better dad. God, I need wisdom with my finances. If that's you today, if you want to get up and pray for that, man, we'll pray with you. If you want to pray at your seat, that's fine too. But I'm just going to pray for us real quick. So God, I come before you, Father. God, and as your body, as, as the sons and daughters, God, I just repent, Father, for, for not yielding to you more, for not asking you more, for more help, for more wisdom. God, I need you every single day. God, I can't go through this life and do it on my own. I'm not smart enough. I'm not wise enough. God, God, the pressures, the, the burdens, they're, they're too much. God, I need your help. God, give me the wisdom to be a better dad. God, give me the wisdom to be a better husband. God, give me the wisdom to be better at everything that I do, God, to be a better witness. God, I surrender my life over to you. God, I ask you to have your way. Help me. God, open up my ears so I can hear you more clearly. God, help me to read my Bible more. God, when I read it, Lord, speak to me more. Highlight things to me. Help me to love you better, Lord. God, we just thank you for today. God, we give this day to you. And help us as your body, Lord, to truly be led by your spirit. In your holy, precious name, Jesus, amen. And I'm just gonna leave you with this, just a picture of Jesus, right? And, and if you know something, right, that, that this guy, Jesus, he was God, but he wasn't above what I just talked about. He would go away constantly and pray, and it wasn't just because he was annoyed with his disciples, okay? He went away to pray because he wanted to hear from the Lord all the time, hey, what is it? that I want you to do, because he only did 
what he saw the Father doing. He only spoke what the Father was saying. This is the perfect example of how we're supposed to live every day. Amen. Well, thank you guys for for joining us today. Thank you for those who joined us online. And my prayer is that what we talked about today will really become who we are. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys.